Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be to get started creating a lifestyle that you are in love with. We talk all things business, travel, entrepreneurship, digital nomad, and of course, money and making money. So in today's episode, I am very honored to have Emily Cooper of Emily Eats and Explores on the podcast. I am so obsessed with her Instagram page. Definitely go check it out. All the links are below. If you have not checked out her content, I found her online a few months back and absolutely loved everything she was talking about and really empowering women to travel, whether it be solo or otherwise. So Emily herself is an epidemiologist turned full-time traveler and content creator. In April 2022, she quit her job to pursue her dream of traveling the world, backpacking, and creating content. Now she teaches other women how to make money while traveling the world. This was such an amazing episode. Her story is very inspiring. So let's dive right into it. I am so excited to have you on the show today to dive deep into travel, business, everything in between. But before we get into it, why don't you share us a little bit about your story, where you started, what your journey has looked like for you? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on here. So I'm Emily. You can find me on all platforms. Emily Easton Explores. That's how people know me nowadays, which is like so insane. So I started off my journey. I obviously was not always on social media, did not always have this platform. I did the pretty typical route of going to school. Then I went to college. Right after college, I went into a graduate program for something called epidemiology, which is a branch of public health. After that, I went right into a job. I worked for a government hospital for four years as an epidemiologist. It was during the pandemic when most things were shut down. We were all working from home that I was just missing travel so much. I had all these incredible trips planned, which if you're working a nine to five, it's like you dream about these trips for a full year because it takes a full year for you to accrue enough time to be able to go on them. And they were all canceled. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is just so sad. You know, all I, I, I always had this love of travel for as long as I remember. Like I would go home after school. I would watch Samantha Brown. Um, if you guys don't know her, she is like a travel expert and she was really like the only female like woman that you could look up to that was in the travel space at the time. And it was incredible. I had, you know, family, friends that traveled. I did some trips here and there, like with with my family and such, but it was, you know, your typical like Disney World and, you know, go camping and things like that. So I definitely always had this passion for travel, but I, I always wanted that like really long term like travel experience or long term trips. So I had a couple friends that I knew that did you know, the the out of the ordinary left their jobs. They went and taught English in Thailand. I really only knew one person that actually did this. I knew one person that took a little gap year after college to go and travel Southeast Asia as well. So that I decided, okay, you know what, maybe, maybe I can do something like that. So I just like came up with this idea that I was going to take a six month 
career break and I was going to travel Southeast Asia, basically kind of following in their footsteps because they were the only people that I really knew how to do this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a one year and I'm going to save as much money as I can. I'm going to pay off my loans and I'm just going to really like look into this. And of course it was going to be solo because I wasn't going to go into like all the nitty gritty of trying to find people to come with me (laughs) because that would just be too much. And I knew that maybe it wouldn't ever happen if I had to like find someone that was able to do that. So I started planning for this long-term trip, uh, watching YouTube videos and seeing how people were doing this and it kept getting put off and put off and thought life was happening. You know, things were still closed. I kind of wanted it to be this perfect experience because I thought it would only last six months. So flash forward to May of 2021, um, still hadn't gone on this trip yet. And, but I decided to create this Instagram account just to prep for it. I was like, okay, I'm going to create this Instagram. We'll be for friends, family to see my travels. And, you know, maybe if it like evolves, that would be cool. But I didn't have like too much, too many plans with it. Um, again, like this trip kept getting pushed off. So I just started talking about, you know, prepping for this trip versus just kind of posting random photos out there. I didn't have an Instagram before this really. So like I had to learn Instagram again and I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. Um, but I started sharing like tips and tricks of how I was planning for this six month career break and to travel solo. And it just kind of took off from there. It started evolving, uh, started changing. I was giving a lot of budget tips, solo travel tips, um, and just having like a ton of fun with it. Then I started getting coaches, mentors to kind of teach me ways that I could continue to grow this and monetize this. And I was like, wow, maybe this is something I could actually do. I started getting on all the other platforms. I was like, I'm going to be a blogger. I'm going to be a YouTuber, like just trying everything out and practicing everything and seeing what I liked and enjoyed and still working at this time until April of 2022, I left my job in healthcare and I have been traveling the world and running this now a business, which I'm like, what? I'm like an entrepreneur. I'm a content creator. I'm like, I don't even know how all of this happened. But yeah, so here we are in April, again, like a year later, and I'm still going strong. So it's been a wild ride. That's so cool. And I (laughs) want to preface, like I have so many questions for you and everything you said, but I just want to preface by letting everyone listening know that you are one of my favorite content creators. I don't even know how I found you. So go check her out on Instagram at Emily Ethan Explorers. But I love your content, your page. You really inspired me to actually get posting more because my Instagram was pretty dead before that. So yeah, definitely check out her content on Instagram. And that's why I'm so honored to have you here today. But I want to chat first about you basically built, especially in the beginning, you built a travel community and a travel Instagram when you weren't traveling. So Mm -hmm. what were some of the challenges that you faced during that? And what did that look like? Was everything just kind of up in the air and you were like, I don't know what this is going to be? Or like, what was kind of going through your mind when you were at the beginning stages of wanting to build something in the travel space and it being in the middle of COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very tricky. So I really kind of had to find my footing there. But in the very beginning, I was just sharing like old photos and like random like food videos because I thought I would be talking about like food as well, like 
eating around the world. And like, I didn't really know exactly where I was going to take it. So it was just like pictures because before that, like, I wasn't taking videos because Reels wasn't really a thing before that. So I would never really take that many videos. So all I had was pictures. And then by, I don't know, January or, or like July, even like I think around the time I was getting started, like Reels was just really getting big, I feel like. So I was like, okay, I feel like I need to start like making these videos. And at the time, it was kind of all of these like trendy videos of like the voiceovers and you would do fun transitions. So I was like, I need to learn all this stuff because I have no idea what I'm doing. So what I did, I just kind of like looked to all these like Instagram gurus, these real gurus who like, I guess you're a guru after a year (laughs) or like a couple months because that's how long the reels were. But but they were they were blowing up like their accounts were just like blowing up and they were getting all, you know, huge communities and it was incredible. So I was kind of just seeing what they were doing and trying to incorporate that into my own content. So basically what I did was like, okay, I was like, okay, like I don't, I'm not really traveling right now. I don't really have like the time as much to travel right now, or like, I'm not going to be obviously going to other countries and things, but I feel like I need to be making these videos. I need to be making these reels. So what I did, I would, uh, at first I was just doing, you know, random stuff, like just those pointing videos and just trying to make like tips and tricks, like on the screen and like pointing to them and things like that. And then I decided, well, I want to be like really recognized as someone as like a travel account. So what I did is I went on Amazon, my trusty Amazon, and I ordered this map background. So I put that behind me and I started filming all of my reels with this map background. So I feel like when you think of a map, instantly you think of travel. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. That's how I can distinguish myself from like other people, like why I'm not, I'm not going to give be giving tips about all these random things. You'll kind of look at the map and be like, oh, she's giving travel tips. Um, I started really like branding myself in other ways with kind of like the type of content I was creating. So I kind of always wanted it to be like fun. And I was always making these funny faces and having these fun transitions. Um, I always had my hair curled. I started wearing like the same t-shirt. So that I was like, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm not really going to be sharing like travel it like travel in general like it was going to be travel tips so I was like okay I'm not like a travel page I'm like a travel tips page so that's really how I branded myself in the beginning I was like I am for solo female travelers who want to travel on a budget and this is like a place where they can go for tips and I was like I'm not going to show any of my travels because at the time I was still thinking like you need that beautiful video or the the beautiful picture of like in a gorgeous dress and like I've never really been like that because one, I always like to travel very light. I like my personal item if I can or carry on if I really need to. Like, I've never been one that like does like a ton of makeup and has all like the crazy flowy dresses. And, and when you thought of travel content creators, I feel like a lot of the times that's what you thought of. Um, and now it's kind of like the complete opposite, which is crazy. And like, this is why I think it's like the best time to get into this if you are wanting to do it because it's like the authenticity is so important right now. And, and I love that. Like, I love that. So that's kind of how I started with everything. Um, then I got my business coach and she was just an Instagram coach at the time. Now she's my business coach, but she was like, okay, I feel like it would be nice if you just like at least post a picture here and there so people know that you actually do travel and that you're not just saying all this random stuff. Um, 
And yeah, all of those things kind of really helped me like become really instantly recognizable and like just continue to grow and grow my platform. So crazy. Yeah, (laughs) it was really hard for me to give up. I want to say the mad background was really tough for me to give (laughs) up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, I think your consistency too is so amazing. Like I know up until a month or so ago, you were posting every single day for what was it like a year or something crazy like that. And you still are very consistent. So I think that is also a big piece of it. But I love the creativity behind let me go buy what was it like a, a bath mat or something like a shower curtain or something maybe I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't even know I think it was like kind of just like a, this tapestry like it was so cheap and I wanted to put it obviously the map side but like like the horizontal way but it didn't fit like <laughs> because reels are vertical. So I ended up getting a vertical and I was like, I'll just get a new one at some point. So like, I would always have comments being like, your map is like, why did you have your map like that? So like, that was also a talking point as well, which was super interesting. And it just like, I don't know, it, it just really like allowed people to have the conversation and just be like, Oh, map girl. Like I know her. It's <laughs> so cool. So do you still get, like, do you get called map girl? Is that a thing or is that faded away here? <laughs> um, I feel like all like my like OG, like community gals are like, yeah, map girl. And my, I actually have a podcast myself and my pod, my co-host, um, she calls me map girl still. So I still, <laughs> I still go by map girl. It, it's the map is still dear and near and dear to my heart and I thought like you know pivoting once once you kind of establish this like routine and like and how you want your content to be seen and like having that kind of branding pivoting from that and of course you're going to grow like content creator you're always going to grow you're always going to be evolving but it's really scary to start pivoting so it was really hard when I was like well now I have travel content because I traveled for basically seven months straight and I'm continuing to get travel content now and I was like okay well now I have travel content for like I could probably create reels for like 10 years and like still have enough content so I was like I feel like people would rather see that than my map background but I literally had to ask my community I'm like guys like is it like would you rather see tips with like my travels or the map ground map background like is it gonna be weird if I like take away the matte background and like they're all like we love your travels like just show that you're fine but it was really hard for me in the beginning because I felt like I owed everything to it (laughs) it's almost like your social identity on Instagram kind of wrapped up in that so I totally understand that so you mentioned at the beginning that you were working in the medical field. So you transitioned from, and I did the exact same. So I would love to chat about this from, you know, a steady job, a nine to five where I didn't, I wasn't really truly happy in my life, but there was the stability in that. And that's kind of what you're told to do from age one, basically in our culture, at least. Um, and you know, my parents, I didn't grow up with an entrepreneurial background or anything like that. I don't know if you did. So that's not something I saw. So I left, you know, a job that was secure as I know that you did. So what was that like transitioning from something that was secure into being an entrepreneur? And did you have a business that was already built up at that point that had steady income or what did that look like at the beginning? And then how has that transitioned to look like now? Yeah. Ooh, that was really, really tough. And like I kind of said, when I was first talking about my journey, 
it was a good two years from the time that I had this idea before I actually ended up leaving my job. And half, you know, part of it was timing. I wanted timing to be right. But of course, part of it was that like, I was so scared. Like, I really, you know, I, I, I did know one or two people on social media, you start learning more and more people, but like, it's still not a normal thing. And not having any, anyone in your life that has really done anything like that. It was really, really hard, especially when I worked really hard to get to the point that I was at and, you know, paid $60,000 in like student loans to get to that point. And it was always something that I really like, I, I always thought I was like the person that no one ever had to worry about, if that made sense, because I always kind of did the right thing. I always followed the path and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like have my whole life together at 22 or 23 or however old I was when I graduated graduate school. And I was like really excited about that and happy about that. So it was really hard for me to kind of like almost feel like I could potentially be going backwards. But I had to think at like at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I got myself here. If I ever really want to go back to this place, I absolutely can. Of course you can. Like you got basically the, you know, you went through graduate school, you got the first job you basically applied for or found like right out of side, outside. So like, if I need to, it's fine. Like I can go back to that. But yeah, it was really hard. I was definitely worried about not having a steady paycheck. I had worked basically since I was 12, I got my babysitting license. And then once I was 14, I got my worker's permit and I started working right away. So like I always had some some type of steady paycheck and I really wasn't sure how to have a steady paycheck once you actually started working for yourself. So I didn't really think it was like, I thought it was possible, but not really. Um, I actually didn't know like I knew bloggers were making money. I didn't really know people on social media were making money. I didn't really know people on YouTube were making money. Like I didn't really understand any of that in the beginning. So that's why I really focused in on, okay, I'm going to save money. I was like, I'm just going to save money and try to figure it out as I go. But I was like, this probably won't work. I mean, I hope it would work, but it probably won't work if I'm not saving this big chunk, but that's going to, is what's going to allow me to travel. So I just kept saving money. I saved as much as I could. I had about $40,000 saved when I left my job, which like it felt good, but I was like, that's still really scary to like still not have as much coming in because I had, I had around 14,000 followers at the time on Instagram. That was my primary platform. And I was probably making, I would say my highest month at that point. I was only, I, I got monetized. I got my first paid, my sponsored post. I, I feel like that's what, when people think of like, you got paid on Instagram. Um, I had my first sponsored post in February. So only two months before that. So I was really only making like $300, $500 a month at the most between that and affiliate links, which was like the first way I actually got monetized. So it wasn't a lot of money at all. I was just hoping that I would continue to grow and kind of figure out either blogging or the brand deals. That's really what I wanted to focus on. Um, but then obviously, as I had more time to learn about things and connect with other people, I went to travel conferences, I was talking to other creators, I started learning about like 
group tours and products and services and all of those type of things and like ways that you can actually like build a business and scale it and like because you know working with brands of course is is amazing but you you cannot you can't really scale that and unless you have a long-term partnership where you are getting paid every single month for a certain amount of months like it's not going to be that like steady income that you want because a lot of them are going to be you know one-offs unless you negotiate with that or unless you have like previous partnerships so I just had to continue to learn more and more about one of the things that I liked and connected with and then other ways to monetize. But yeah, in the beginning, it was all like, I was just going to rely on my savings, hope that it was going to last me a year or potentially longer if I could really travel on a budget as much as I could, um, which was really tough because I was like, what if it only lasts a year? I feel like I should use it all and like enjoy the moment. But like, okay, what if I could be traveling for like two years off of this? Maybe if I like really, really budgeted and like just volunteered and maybe stay home for a little bit. So I was going, I was all over the place when I first left. It was, it was insane. <laughs> I had to learn so much. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And good for you for, I mean, that's so scary, I'm sure, but good for you yeah. for being like, you know, I have super inconsistent income that isn't a high amount, but I'm just gonna go all in and quit. And like, you kind of have to believe in yourself so much mm -hmm. that even if it's just blind belief that you're going to make it happen. And I find when I don't give myself an option, then that's when you make it happen. If there yeah. is kind of like a little bit of a plan B, then you might resort to that plan B a little bit more. So how would you say that you found out particularly about the other streams of income that you can build that you were unaware of originally through building a travel brand? Was that through going to conferences or like, where did you first kind of start to find out about this other whole business side of travel? Yeah, I think it was definitely, I think at first I was like, okay, the brand deals, blogging, like those were definitely the things that I knew people were making money off of. The brand deals, I was like, I wasn't really sure how much people were making, like, because when I first started out, my first one, I think was like $300. And I was like, okay, cool. That that's great. Um, you know, now I know people could potentially make $50,000. Like it's an, it's an insane amount for sure. Um, but those were basically the two. And then I started learning a bit more about like YouTube and things like that, like ads. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So if I had the same amount of followers as I do on Instagram as on YouTube, like I would be getting a consistent paycheck every month. Like that's kind of interesting. Maybe I should start looking into that. So I started, you know, looking into YouTube a bit more. Obviously it does take a long time. Um, put the blog on the back burner because I was talking to a lot of bloggers. I was going back and forth about it and they were like, it does take a lot of time for you to get, you know, a paycheck from it, basically. Um, and you definitely do have to be passionate about writing and SEO and all of that kind of stuff. And like, that just wasn't something that I was into. I was having a lot of fun making like the videos and the short form content. So I was like, okay, if I was going to do something more long form, long form, it would definitely be like the YouTube side. Um, but yeah, then the travel conferences. So I went to TravelCon, I went to Women's Travel Fest, um, I went to Women in Travel Summit, and like all of those really allowed me to understand like the business side, like because I was just basically like a content creator, like just base. It was basically a hobby at that point, even though I wanted it to be a business. I had an LLC. I knew I wanted it to become something eventually, um, 
but I really didn't know anything about business or like business strategies or like marketing or selling or anything like that. So those were definitely like really pivotal for me to learn things about like how to like, even just like, if you want to sell like t-shirts, if you want to sell group tours, if you want to sell courses, memberships, like anything like that, you know, work, having long-term partnerships, if you do want to work with brands, uh, you know, other ways that you can monetize doing podcasts, like all of this, like I had no idea you could make money off a podcast. I was like, what? <laughs> like, so all of these things, I think, yeah, you definitely need a community and you definitely need to be talking to people who are doing it. And even like investments, like I was so worried about like, you know, like retirement and like health insurance and all of these different things. And once you just connect with people that are already doing it, it's just kind of like, okay, this isn't, this is, this isn't that bad. Like you can figure it out and you can have even better investments. And, you know, it's, I think having a community and having people to talk to was like, that was, it was such a game changer for me to figure out all of those different things and actually allow me to see people that are really making it work. Even though you're, you hear about all the, you know, you see the people on social media, but like meeting them in person and like having conversations with them, it's definitely, it's definitely different. So I think those were huge for me for sure. Interesting. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And so in you saying that, I would love to touch, if you're open to it, I'd love to touch on what are your streams of income now a year later after leaving your job? What does that look like for you? This is your full-time job. So where is your Mm -hmm. money actually coming from? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. I have to remember all of these because (laughs) that's a good problem to have. (laughs) I know. I have about um, 10 right now. So I, um, I work with brands, obviously. I work with tourism boards. I work with travel companies. Um, I have ads for my blog still and hopefully YouTube soon. Um, I do affiliate links, so affiliate marketing. So from like Amazon and other companies and such, um, I have group tours. So I have one coming up to Bali and another one to Thailand. Bali is sold out, which is like so insane. Um, I have my own digital products and services. So I have a membership and I have a course. So the membership is called the travel boss membership that's relaunching soon, which I'm super excited about. And a course called the money making traveler. Um, I do master classes here and there whenever people in my community have like big questions about something. If I feel like I'm getting a lot of questions about certain things, um, I try to do a master class on that. Um, oh my gosh, I use some, you do some UGC, which is user generated content. So that's when you just create content for, um, I do it for like brands, hotels, Airbnb. So I was just in Nashville doing some like, um, Airbnb, um, UGC and partnerships. Um, oh my gosh, I have a podcast as well. So we do little things here and there. We're just getting started on that. I think. That's oh, I have bon- uh, platform bonuses. So Instagram, which solely, they, sadly, they just paused. <laughs> but I was making probably like three hundred, five hundred dollars on that. So that's a little sad. Um, but I also have TikTok on that as well, um, which isn't a lot at all. But I think that's about it. I probably have more than I'm not thinking. Oh, speaking engagements. I speak at travel conferences. I am guest speaker for other people's courses um, and other different travel companies and such. 
I think that might be it. <laughs> Maybe. Wow, that's awesome. That's so cool. And the fact that you built all of that up and learned all of that within basically a year is amazing. It just goes to show that really anybody can do that. So before yeah. we leave this topic of finance, because we love to talk about finance, um, if somebody is looking to start out on a similar journey to what you did, what would you recommend are the best income streams to get started with that also make sense in the long term? Mm, yeah. I mean, I think the easiest, like I think basically anybody can start off with affiliate marketing. It's not always going to be like the most lucrative because it depends on what company you're working for. So there are payouts that can be anywhere from $300, $400. But if you're working with something like Amazon, where you're just getting a very small percentage of something, maybe that's like a book or like clothing or something like that, it is going to be small. But in a lot of those cases, they are easy to apply for and easily accessible for a lot of people. Um, and then you can also start looking into the user generated content because you don't need a huge platform for that. So if you're really good into like photography, videography, if you have like drones, anything like that, and you want to create content for different companies, you can do different niches if you want. Um, but those would definitely be great in the travel field because they're always looking for, you know, those cool angles and cool pictures and things to be able to promote, um, whether it's a hotel or an Airbnb or a hostel or anything like that. Um, and then creating your own products and services. Like I think selling something that's actually yours is so amazing. It's been completely life-changing for me because one, you get to like help your community in so many different ways, whether you want to do like one-on-one -on -one calls or you want to have, you know, an ebook or something like that. Um, so whatever skills that you already have, almost everybody has a skill that they can create into a digital product and be able to share it with their community. Um, I think that is super, super important and get an email list right away, right off the bat. <laughs> I like that you include that. Yeah, the email list. Um, okay, cool. So thank you for sharing so much about the business side of travel. I think that's very right. interesting and something that everyone, I mean, who isn't interested in that? Um, but let's transition into talking about, so you specifically talk about solo female travel. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have a partner who I believe is back home in the States most of the time. So what is the dynamic like that for the both of you when you are traveling and perhaps your partner is elsewhere in the world? Um, and then what did that look like at the beginning of the journey? Was that a difficult discussion or was that just kind of something that naturally happened? Yeah, great question. So we have been together for about 10 years, a little over 10 years now. So we've been together since we were 18. We met the first year, first day of college. <laughs> so yeah, we've been together for a long time. So he's definitely seen me through like, he's always known that I've had this passion for travel. Um, he's supported me through kind of like the ups and downs of like wanting to do different trips with friends or family and maybe not having the money to be able to do that. Same thing with study abroad. I had this dream of studying abroad when I was in college, of course, and I just wasn't able to make it work financially. So he was able to see that and that's why when I got a job, I knew that I really wanted to make like travel a priority because I would have, you know, a full time income at that point. And I knew I wanted most of that as much as I could to go to travel or have like a travel fund. Um, so after graduate school, 
that's really when I started kind of like putting the idea in motion, all the trips that I wanted to go to and start planning them. And again, like I needed to accrue the time and kind of plan for all of these different things. Um, and he definitely loves travel as well, but he was just starting out on his own business. So he actually had a business shift as well. Um, he was working, he was like managing golf courses and he hated that. And then he transitioned into real estate, which is basically like an entrepreneur for people who don't know. So he was just starting like his own business. He didn't have a lot of time. Like clients want to see houses when they see houses. And like, if you're not there, you're not making the sale, which is like, you kind of have to be, um, especially in the beginning when you're first starting off. So that was something that was tricky. I had friends all over the place at this point. So I had friends like literally all over the country in all different places. I had friends in medical school and law school. I had friends that were working. So by this time that I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to travel. Let's do it. Like it was really hard to get everyone to be on the same level and like have the same time. And cause we were, you know, we all had really different schedules and really different time, like periods of time off, you know, like some of my friends had chunks that they had to take, like some people had to ask and there were a lot of times that they couldn't. And so I was like, okay, if I want to make like these trips happen, I'm going to start having to just go by myself. So it was 2019. I had my first solo trip ever. I planned my first solo trip to Copenhagen, Denmark, which I planned kind of on a whim. Um, I was planning on going to Iceland and then somebody was like, don't go to Iceland by yourself. Like it's way too expensive. Like just you're, you you want to rent a car, you want to do the whole thing. Don't do that. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, so I found this $300 flight to Copenhagen, Denmark had no plans ever of going to Denmark. It wasn't something like on my list. I had so many other places on my list at that point, but I was like, Oh, $300. I should just hop on that. So I went there for the first time. Um, I had all these ideas in my head about like what it was going to be like traveling solo for the first time. And it definitely wasn't like that at all. I stayed in a hostel for the first time. I like had no idea what to expect with like, I didn't bring earplugs or like the eye mask. And I thought it was going to be super friendly and all these people, but I went at a really random time. And like, so it was a lot of people for just like work and stuff like that. Like not a lot of like young travelers. I just wanted to like go out and have fun. So that was, that was interesting, but that was my first solo trip. And he was super, super supportive of that. Like he was really excited for me to go. Um, we've are, we've always had like this very like open and like trusting relationship from like the very start, um, which has been amazing. So yeah, I, w- I definitely did not do a great job on that first solo trip because I was so in my head the whole time around it of like communicating with him and, and talking with him, like what was going on. So you know, the time difference and everything. So he was like, um, Hey, like, are you alive? Like what's going on? Yes, I'm alive. So now, you know, after learning from that experience and like some other experiences I've gone on, like now we try to have set times where we talk and like, I try to check in with him during the day, even when, you know, time differences are off, like send him a text message when I'm waking up or send him pictures throughout the day of like what's going on or what I'm doing. Um, FaceTime if we can, again, depending on like time differences and stuff. So it's been great. And he's been really supportive throughout that time. Like I've taken, you know, really long solo trips, like month, two months, three months. Um, and he's been so great because he knows that this is not only like my passion now, but it's also my career. So it's been really amazing. But we also really like traveling together. We always do trips together. 
as well when he can. Um, we like to go and visit family. We do like a road trip every single year, which we love doing. And we like to do more of like those like bougie trips when we're together because obviously like you can split stuff when you're traveling with someone, which is really nice. And um, hostel life like is not is not his vibe. So it's nice that we ha- kind of have our own different styles of travel as well. So I, I get it all. I get the friends, the friends trips, which are fun and like crazy. And I get my nice like romantic bougie trips with my partner. And then I do mine, which are like, I feel like I'm always just kind of like, I don't know, like walking around the cities and enjoying cute coffee shops and working here and there and just really flexible and, you know, kind of just figuring out as I go, which some people cannot travel like that. So, (laughs) and I haven't always been like that, but I love it now. I'm sure that's a skill that you learn over time. And especially with the community that you've built, I'm sure you can kind of go off of each other. So solo female travel let's chat about that for a minute because as you know a woman in another country I travel with my partner and even sometimes it can be well right now we're in Latin America so Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely um some dicey situations but you've traveled to so many countries solo so have you ever been in a situation that is less than ideal by yourself? How do you deal with that? What are some precautions that you take for traveling in a new country where you don't speak the language, you don't know what's going to happen as a solo female? Yes. Uh, So surprisingly, I actually have not had any sketchy situations, thankfully, in other countries. Um, I had two kind of sketchy situations traveling solo in the US. So I had one in LA and one in New Orleans. And both of those were like, So one of my biggest things is like, I try not to walk around at night by myself. If I meet a good group of people in my hostel, or if I've been talking to some, if I go on a tour and I meet people like, yes, I will go out with them at night. If I, I just posted about this recently on my page, but like nighttime walking tours, I'll do that with a group. Um, If I've been in the city for like five days and I know the places that you can walk around at night, like, yes, I will do that. I don't want to say never go out at night. You have to stay like, I just feel like that's not realistic, but you just obviously have to be careful with it and like, and hopefully go with a group or you'll know where to go and be able to, you know, just stay alert and be aware of your surroundings in that situation. But in both of those situations, it was like, dusk like getting night out and I was definitely in like this city city part of both of those areas and I just had it wasn't anything crazy it was basically just you know people following me asking for money like getting a little bit too intense and so both of those situations were definitely uncomfortable but it was nothing where I was like this person is gonna attack me or like anything like that Um, but it's definitely something that I'm like, okay, like these situations can happen. So I can't feel like I, I'm like invincible. (laughs) Um, you definitely still want to be like on guard and aware. Um, so I feel like those were the only two situations that like, I definitely felt like uncomfortable in other countries. I did travel to Egypt and I was in Cairo And that was just very intense. Like I never, it it was never like super uncomfortable, like how I felt in like those US cities. Um, But again, it's like the people following you, asking you for money, like trying to get you come into places, like 
trying to, you know, I, I was hearing about all these different scams. Like they're not, if you don't ride the camels, they won't let you off. Don't go in the pyramids. They won't let you out. Like, so that was just a little, and it's a very, very, very overwhelming city to begin with. Like everybody says the, the peak of your solo traveling is, is like India, but I think Cairo is definitely like a close second for sure. Um, so just very intense, but now that I know, and now that I feel like I'm prepared, cause I went in I had no idea. I had no expectations going in. Um, I feel like now that I know it wouldn't be like as intense or as nerve wracking, but I feel like you definitely do have to, you know, just be careful and be cautious and not try to stand out a crazy amount, not always have your headphones in and being like dilly dallying and having your phone all, all the time. Like you just have to be well aware of your surroundings, but like, if you've grown up in any big city in the US, I feel like it's, you know, you kind of just have to do those same things there <laughs> as well. So I think thankfully, from my experience, like there just hasn't been anything that has been too crazy to deter me from ever like traveling in any places. But like, I also haven't done a lot of travel in like South America or like Southeast Asia, like I'm going there um, in the summer. But so I think it just depends on the places that you're going to as well. Like generally, a lot of my travel is in Europe, which people tend to think of as like pretty safe. So that can also be, it could also depend on where you're going as well, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. And I do think, you know, it really depends on where you are in the world. But again, mm -hmm. it's really just being aware of your surroundings. And yeah. like you said, you know, not waving your phone. Like sometimes I even leave my phone at home because like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be like waving my iPhone around, even though I want the pictures, I don't want like my iPhone to get stolen. So um, yeah, I do think it really comes down to that awareness. So wrapping up, but within us having this discussion, I need to ask you what has been your favorite country that you have traveled to for whatever reason that may be of your own, but what would be your number one favorite that you have visited? Mm, this one's so hard because I love, I feel like I love them all in different ways, but I think the one that I really felt like I had a connection to, and that was really, really surprising to me, um, was Bosnia. And so I went to Mostar, uh, which is like, it's very, it's a very popular town, but it's kind of like a cute little city town, um, around like the hills everywhere. It has a beautiful river running through it. It has a beautiful bridge that is very recognizable on social media. And I just had like, the people were there were just so amazing. I love, there were so many travelers. Like it was very affordable, very fun. Like it was just a place that I loved. I also went to the capital city as well and some of the surrounding towns but i think it's just such a beautiful country it's still so underrated i think it still has a lot of like remnants of war and things like that which i think put people off but it's an incredible place so if you want something that maybe not a lot of people talk about as much because i think my other ones would be like italy and austria and ireland cuz like of course i love those but um and this will definitely change i think when i go to southeast asia i'm definitely going to have some new ones for sure um but yeah just so many beautiful countries but that would probably be my top and the one that surprised me the most for sure 
Yeah, I love that. And if you want to see a picture, if you are listening of Mostar, it is actually the podcast cover art. So cover art is the beautiful bridge. But yeah, I loved um, Bosnia and Sarajevo. So totally agree with you on that. So any last words of wisdom, anything that you want to share that we've talked about, whether it be business, travel, anything like that to the listeners? Just if you have any interest at all of making money and traveling, whether you want a remote job, anything like that, if you want to start content creation, like now is the best time for you to do it. Even solo traveling. If you want to start solo traveling, like now is the best time to do it. There are so many resources out there. There are so many people doing it. Like when I went on my recent solo trip, like I met so many other solo female travelers and it just made my heart so happy. And whatever you are looking to do, if you're wanting to make a change in any way or like do something that's out of your comfort zone, just absolutely go for it because there's so many people out there that are doing the same thing. Find your community and life's too short. Just go for it. Totally. Totally agree. Life is too short. Just do it. It'll work out. So where Mm -hmm. can people find you? Yes. You can find me. I am on all platforms. Emily Eats and Explores. I mostly hang out on Instagram. I feel like that's where my my fam is, but I'm on TikTok. I just got on a couple new apps because of the TikTok potential ban. So (laughs) Pinterest, uh, YouTube, on all of those things. Um, You can also check out my course, The Money Making Traveler. And you can check out my membership, which will probably be launched by the time this is out. So yes, definitely check me out. Send me a DM if you have any questions about anything. I love supporting other women and other creators. So I would definitely would love to connect with you all. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode stuck out to you, I would really appreciate if you share the episode on your socials or share it with a friend. And of course, be sure to tag me. As always, thank you for joining me on this learning journey, and I will see you in next week's episode.